This episode of the Playlist Podcast is brought to you by Genius Aretha. National Geographic's Emmy-winning limited series Genius returns for a new season, celebrating the life and legacy of the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin. Oscar-nominated triple threat actress Cynthia Erivo stars as the legendary artist widely considered the greatest singer of the last 50 years. She's joined by Emmy-winning actor Courtney B. Vance as her father, the Reverend C.L. Franklin, and a stellar ensemble cast. The critics have sung the praises of the series, with The New Yorker calling it, quote, a powerhouse showcase for a powerhouse performance, and IndieWire saying Cynthia Erivo is utterly spellbinding. Genius Aretha is for your consideration for outstanding limited series, lead actress in a limited series, and supporting actor in a limited series. For more information, visit natgeotv.com slash FYC or watch all the episodes streaming on Hulu. Welcome to another edition of The Playlist Podcast. I'm your host, Charles Barfield, Managing Editor of The Playlist. And this episode features a recent interview we conducted with filmmaker R.J. Cutler. R.J. Cutler is the director of the recent Apple TV Plus documentary, Billie Eilish, The World's a Little Blurry. The film chronicles the incredible rise of superstardom of singer Billie Eilish. The World's a Little Blurry is the cinema verite doc that puts the viewer in the position of the observer as we see Billy and her brother Phineas not only create one of the biggest records in recent memory, but also the sudden fame that finds them upon the release. And in the interview, we speak to Cutler about the years-long process of making the documentary and what it's like watching a young teenager become one of the biggest musical acts working today in such a short amount of time. If you're a fan of documentary filmmaking, this is the interview for you, as we not only talk to Cutler about his Apple TV Plus film, but he also goes deep into various other docs that he thinks showcases the medium well. It's clear Cutler isn't just a great filmmaker, but he's a huge fan of the documentary medium and is incredibly knowledgeable. But before we cut to the interview, I got to tell you the Playlist Podcast is part of the Playlist Podcast Network, which includes Be Real, The Fourth Wall, Deep Focus, and more. And if you want to find us, you can check your podcast app of choice. Whether that's Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your favorite shows. So without further ado, here's our interview where I'm joined by my co-hosts, Mike D'Angelo and Brian Farber, where we speak to filmmaker RJ Cutler about his new documentary, Billie Eilish, The World's a Little Blurry, which is available now on Apple TV+. Enjoy. I want to welcome filmmaker R.J. Cutler to the Playlist Podcast to talk about his documentary, Billie Eilish, The World's a Little Blurry. Thanks for joining us. Uh, It's my great pleasure. Great. So just to jump into it, throughout the film, we're shown dozens and dozens of fans crying and screaming their lungs out when they meet Billie. Uh, It's not controversial to say that her target audience are teenage girls. That's who she generally appeals to. So when you when you notice that and when you see who, you know, is interested in the, the artist, what you probably aren't thinking of old white guys like us who are going to watch this movie. So what drew you to this project? And, um, you know, did you realize that you're going to help create new Billie Eilish fans out of old, out of touch dorks like us? <laughs> we are well, eyelashes. If, we are new I, eyelashes. That's right. Excellent. Well, if in fact I did, uh, that this, if this film in fact has, created more Billie Eilish fans. I'm thrilled to hear it. Uh, uh, I, uh, um, there are a lot of Billie Eilish fans. I mean, I think it's a, I think when we began the, the, you know, her audience was primarily teenage girls and certainly there are a lot of teenage girls who are in love with her music, but you're now talking about a 11 time Grammy award winning and then plus 
two more, 13 time Grammy award winning team in between her and Phineas. And, and uh, I think, you know, arguably the most uh, popular uh, um, artist on the planet. So, uh, um, so I think she's probably got fans all over the place. And I think a lot of those teenage girls have played her music for their folks. What drew me to it was meeting Billy and, uh, and uh, uh, recognizing the opportunity to tell the story of, of both of a r remarkable young artist coming of age as an artist and a remarkable young woman coming of age as a woman. And those were the idea that there could be this kind of dual narrative um, th thread through, through a movie that could also be a musical was really, really exciting to me. And it was immediately exciting because, you know, you meet her and she's incredibly magnetic and dynamic and unusual. And, uh, and, 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 you know, there's a certain, uh, her family is unique and, you know, not uneccentric, I guess I want to say. And, uh, and then the music is incredible and they were creating the music right at the, right in that moment when we met. And so this just, I got really, really excited just hanging with her for, and her folks for, I don't know, it was probably an hour, one summer afternoon. Uh, and, um, and I left that meeting saying, you know, I'm in which is a big commitment on a, on a Verite film. It meant we were gonna spend the next year together. Um, and, um, and then I'd spend another year editing and another year spreading the, you know, showing the film, spreading it to, to audiences and all of those things. Uh, so, but I was in without hesitation. I was thrilled at the idea. Yeah. So and your guys' ages uh, did not enter into it. <laughs> but I'm glad to have you. Uh, I do have to admit, I go into some of these music documentaries, especially of recent years, a bit skeptical. So we've seen kind of pop docs yeah. kind of glorify. Uh, they're basically promotional material for the record or the tour or whatever it is. And while this does place a focus on her music and definitely, you know, making people respect her songwriting and her work ethic, it also really does show a lot of emotional beats and moments of vulnerability that you don't always really find in these recent, you know, pop documentaries. So was Billy down for what you were showing on this or did it take some like convincing and, and was there anything, you know, you wanted that she was necessarily concerned about? Uh, I, well, first of all, I'll, I'll say, um, I agree with you. I think that, 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 that this film goes to unique emotional territory. Uh, that's always our objective is to get to emotional truth. I'm a character-based filmmaker, regardless of the subject. You know, I've made films about people who work in politics that aren't really political films. They're character-driven films. I've made films, I've done projects on coming of age. I've done, you know, uh, uh, different things where, you know, the the... The September issue is not a fashion film. It's a <laughs> film about two extraordinary women uh, and who, who kind of, you know, depend on each other for their remarkable success and impact on the fashion industry. But it's not a film really about fashion. And this is, hey, there's a lot about this that's about music and what and being, but it's, it's about this young woman and her family and her brother and their, what they create and her coming of age. And that, you know, um, uh, 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 that was... Um, that was always the uh, the goal here. So, and and from the day I met her, um, 
in that meeting that I was describing, I said, you know, if we're going to do this, I'd have to have final cut. And she was down and, and there was no, there wasn't after that meeting really any discussion about what we could and couldn't do, wouldn't, wouldn't do. Billy, Billy was open emotionally, but she, you know, subjects are open emotionally if they trust you yeah, and they trust you if you're trustworthy and you're trustworthy if you're if you are who you say you are and you can't just be you can't just earn their trust on a monday you have to earn it on tuesday and wednesday and you know every day it's like any relationship any relationship any of us have with anybody uh with whom we're in a, a relationship that's based on trust and that's all relationships and so she opened up to us in that very uh, open way because she is an open person, but also because she trusted us. I mean, I've seen plenty of people around whom Billy is not comfortable and would not open up to. So, um, but there was not, um, you know, there was, listen, her, her response to this film was as gratifying as any subject I've ever shown a film to. And, you know, I heard it took not her about saying six that hours to watch. Or didn't have issues with my movie. But I'm not not. Saying. <laughs> <laughs> and she came around. Anna came around. But Billy really, you know, she really, uh, uh, she really responded, and she felt that the film saw her in a way she hadn't, you know, really imagined it would. And um, and that's very, that's you know, as you can, that's very gratifying. So this. This movie clocks in like just under two and a half hours. It's definitely a meaty doc for sure. sure, sure. You know, with the intermission and everything, like yeah. there's so many docu series being released. <laughs> I mean, to the point where it's rare to find like a true feature documentary nowadays. Was there ever thought about doing this as a series? Like we have to assume there's hours of footage that you didn't include in there. There is, but it's a, it's, there is, there's lots of, there's, we, we look, we shot 90 days. There's a, there's a lifetime of archival footage. Um, but, uh, but it's a film and it, it want it, it wanted to be a film and we wanted it to be a film from the beginning and it wanted to be a full meal. You know, it's not, it's not a takeout dinner, this film. It's uh, any more than it is a series. It's a, it's a, it's a bit of a feast and you, and it's a journey and we, you know, we, we invite you to settle in at the very beginning with with board with that performance uh, when she's young at, at, and 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 is in Salt Lake City and and you know it's there's kind of an incantation at the beginning and we encourage you to settle in and then we take you on a journey and that's a it's give you a little pee break in the middle if you need one <laughs> or you can just take a breath it's up to you uh, um, you know it comes at just the right time it's about an hour and 15 minutes into an about an two and a half hour film and and then on the other side of it you know it comes like at that critical moment in her life and career where on the other side everything has changed and so um, it's you know it, to me it's a little bit like the sound of music yeah, you get a you get a full feast, you get a full journey, you get a lot of great songs, and um, and like I say, if you need a if you need a break, you you can do that too. So um, so we and we, you know, it's it's look, there's a, a process by which these things happen, but you're 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 always there's always a point where you're you're at three hours, three and a half hours, and then you start to you know sometimes that reduces very easily to two hours and then you're like ah how do you bring that down to one and a half but sometimes that reduces to 
two hours and 40 minutes and you're like, oh, we're in range now. <laughs> now it's about let's now let's see how much we want to tighten up and the impact that tightening has and what scenes that we've been holding on to or what two concert, two song concerts that we've been holding on to that we we think wiser of when we watch the whole film in one sitting and, you know, which and you take those out and you're around 220 and that's what happened you know the film really tells you what it wants to be and this film really wanted to be the full journey and I you know I know that there's you know I because I read it in reviews when I first heard it was two hours and 20 minutes I was like what is Bill she has she's only 19 as if <laughs> her age somehow dictates the length of a documentary about you which is so silly um, but but then everyone's like, and yet I watched it and time flew by. Well, that's because the film, the film wants to be that long. So um, uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like what you said there. It, it was something that you see the runtime and you're taken aback, but it does flow. When that intermission came, I was like, oh, this is perfect timing. Yeah. I did get up. I stretched my legs, but then I sat back down. And you're welcome to. And listen, we don't say this about narrative films. We don't. Why is the guys, the Godfather yeah. is too. Yeah. How long is that darn Godfather? I'm not going to sit through that. So, what, you know, and we see these. I see these films always. Look, I'm working in the verite tradition. The whole idea is. If, if, you know, Robert Redford can be a movie star, so can Mick Jagger and, and we can make a movie called Gimme Shelter. And if, you know, if fill in the blank can be a movie star, so too can Bob Dylan, so too can John F. Kennedy. So that's the verite tradition. And, uh, and all my films have that same kind of uh, uh, thought behind them, that same philosophical approach to conceptually what it is it's a it's a piece of cinema it's an experience that is meant for you to gather with people in the theater and and experience uh, uh, you know uh, as a as a cinematic journey and so um so i i you know i listen there are many films that you, the second they hit an hour 31, you're like, oh, why didn't you stop at 129? It was so good, right? And then they go on and you know, you know, uh, I won't name names, but you know, you- Feel free you, to. They, any, they know, these yeah. films know who they are. They but, um, and I, by myself, you know, those, that, different, that 130 to 140, you struggle so hard. Cause you know, if you could just get it in under 130, but this is a different kind of film. This is a real, um, you know, it's a cinematic journey and it's a musical. That's the other thing. It's a, it's not just about musicians. It is a musical. Those songs are uh, emotional moments in this, in, in Billy's journey. So, um, Anyway, I'm I I, I, I I clearly I love its length. I'm like, come yeah. on over, have a seat, enjoy yourself, dig in. Good. So Dessert's like, coming. Here comes dessert. Justin Bieber calls you on the phone after your. We'll, we'll get to Justin Bieber. Don't you worry. Um, but one of the more emotional moments in the film that I noticed was a scene where Billy's forced to do kind of a meet and greet with industry people. Mm. And she clearly doesn't want to be there. Her Tourette's uh, is acting up. It's flaring up. Mm. She's exhausted in pain. Like the whole point we've seen this girl struggle and she only does it for the fans. And this is the first time where she's like having to be forced to do something that isn't really technically for fans. So it shows this dark side of the biz, which, you know, there's this schmoozing aspect of it all. Right. And so why did you think it was important to show that? And also as a filmmaker and an artist yourself, 
have you ever been in that situation? I, I imagine some film festival you've, you've, you know, had a similar situation where you're kissing babies and shaking hands when you don't want to be. Well, um, uh, there's no, there's no comparison to my, uh, to the experience one has at a film festival to the experience that Billy has every day and yeah, certainly yeah. every day when she's on tour and there are a lot of obligations and it is a business and it is significant. And in the year that we spent with her, those obligations and the burdens and the intensity and the responsibility and the challenges and the challenges to her family and to her team and to herself and to her emotional health and her mental health and her physical health were all key aspects of the narrative that we were telling. So it was critical to, uh, to put that in there and to show, I mean, this was brand new for everybody. Every day was brand new for everybody. Her managers, her, her you know, everybody had to, for, for uh, um, Maggie, who's, you know, really helping her uh, navigate all of this as a mom, uh, and for Billy, and and you see her working through it. It's tough. It um, uh, you you it raises questions. You you know you think to yourself, wow, they don't get a handle on this. It could it can be you know you want you 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 want her to find a way to overcome the challenges associated with this. But she confronts it. You know she's a boss, and she's a boss in that moment, and she confronts it. And um, and and I think they hear her. You know, they certainly that's that's what they say. So it feels like they're hearing her, but it's this isn't easy. And suddenly, you know, um, among the the burdens she's carrying now is uh, is the burdens of somebody who's a global phenomenon. And that's a business. And that, you know, it's 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 awesome fun to design the, you know, the merch when you're when you're playing uh you know, you're doing a six week tour in 300 seat spaces, but when you become Billie Eilish, the global industry, um, and that's not going to go away until she decides she wants it to go away. If she makes that decision, which, you know, I see no signs of her making, but you never know tomorrow's another day. Uh, there's, there's real burdens associated with that. How does this young woman navigate that? How does her infrastructure support her or not? How does she confront its difficulties? How do these adults around her respond are all questions that the film explores. And uh, that's why it was important to put that in there. So, I mean, looking at this movie, I mean, this really is one of the best, inside views on what happens to someone when they go from zero to superstar in a really short amount of time and the effect that has on a teenager. I, I guess my question for you is, do you see this film as a cautionary tale or just a celebration of an artist? What do you think? Well, I, I you know, I'm, 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 I'm stammering as I, because the answer is a stammer. It's not a, it's not an either or. Um, the, one of the great beauties of, of Verite is it allows for complexity and for human, uh, for all the complexities that a human being experiences. So these, these films aren't uh, one thing or the other, they're, they're both. So yes, it's a celebration. And yes, there's moments where that, that Billy's experiencing things that we should consider a cautionary tale. And yes, there are reasons to have great hope for her, but, but we know that we're having that great hope in the context of uh, other successful young uh, celebrities, uh, uh, musicians who have um, who've struggled with the fame and the success. 
and uh, and we recognize in Billy's story certain things in the in her family structure and dynamic, and also in her own personality that give us reason to uh, be optimistic. But even again, in that in that optimism, we understand that we're in a context. So it's all of that. Again, this is what you know. We're not. There aren't people who are sitting in interviews, kind of answering the questions for you. These films. And raise the questions, even as they're engaging you in a dramatic emotional narrative. So, um, so, so that's the answer to to the question. It's uh, it's all of these things, and it's and I think it's why we feel when we watch it that we're experiencing something truthful. Um, and uh, uh, even again, as we're seeing uh, a character driven narrative. Yes. Okay, so the Justin Bieber thing. We have yeah. to bring it up. <laughs> yeah. It's this thread through the movie that, you know, it's their blossoming relationship and her like over-the-top, almost insurmountable love for him. And, you know, it's really fascinating and it's adorable. And, you know, you look at him and he sort of represents this kind of cautionary tale of what could happen with her uh, and all the public mistakes he's made over the years and the decade he's been around or whatever it's been. What do you think about the relationship between Justin and Billy? You know, is is that kind of like a mentor-mentee thing that he wants to create? Or, you know, uh, basically what I'm saying is I want an entire film about the adventures of Justin and Billy. And, you know, if you could do that, that'd be fantastic. Okay, well, there we go. <laughs> that question kind of took me on a full journey. And, and it was a lovely landing. And here we go. And that's the movie. That's the yeah, movie. You know, there that is a... That is an entire narrative through line of the film is, is exactly as you described. And you say the film deals with the, with the whole Justin thing, but it's Billy's life. It's, yeah. it's a through line of her life. And what an incredible, you know, this again, I'm, you know, I, I get to champion Verite in these thoughtful conversations with people who love films like you guys do. But this is the beauty. Another beauty of, of, of Verite is that life, man, life. <laughs> It's unbelievable. Guess who Billie Eilish is in was in love with when she was ten, and, and she's a video of it. And she's got vi- and guess what? She's got video for you, RJ. Oh my God, what are you talking about? And then she goes on Kevin and Bean, and she reveals it, and she so- shows some more video. And then she um, then he she DM'd him when she was twelve, and he responds, or when however old she was, and he responds now that her album's coming out, and he wants to work with her. Oh my God! And then he does. He lays down a track on top of, and she hears it the morning after her heartbreaking debut at Coachella where she thought everybody on earth thought she was incredible except for her and her boyfriend doesn't show up at the next morning you know who descends from the heavens after your little intermission if you needed a break is (laughs) Justin Bieber he comes down like a deity and he and he and he sings to her and then they meet and he holds her and you see that he's as emotional as she is and then he sends her this text in which he says thank you Thank you for reminding me why my work is important. What? She was Billy Eyes. She was just a minute ago. She was in love with him. She was a 12-year-old. Now he's thanking her. And we and we go from there. So it's like, it's almost like he 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 presents her in this new light to the world. Or he, it's not that he presents her, but he, 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 you know, he's there. His love, he returns the love that she has for him. And that propels her out into the world. And then when she wins all the awards, he calls her and says, basically, maybe one day I'll be like you. 
And so it's an incredible, right? It's an incredible journey. It's, and it's, and I didn't make up a wolf, none of it. I made up yeah. none of it. It was all there to be discovered and to be, you know, we shaped it into narrative, but not out of context, not out of, uh, uh, not out of uh, temporal order. It all really happened like that. It's just uh, dazzling. And this is again, as I said, why Verite is such a beautiful form. It's almost as if this was a narrative film and we saw that, we'd be like, bullshit. Mm, mm, <laughs> mm, really? He calls her? Oh, yeah. I don't think he calls her. Awfully convenient. If he calls RJ. her, he doesn't call her yeah. right after the Grammy. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. And, and, you're not, and if he does call her, you're definitely not there to film it. But we are. We're there to film it. It's amazing. It yes. was just, a, it, was, it was great good fortune. And, you know, again, you if you... If you uh, hopefully, if you do your deference to the gods, they smile upon you every now and then. And in this case, uh, they did. And it was just, uh, it was beautiful. And she's so sweet. And she's so so grateful for the phone call. And um, there you go. All I'm saying is they should do a concert together and you should film them road tripping to the concert. And that's, yeah, I'm, 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 let's, let's, let's make some phone calls. Yeah, let's do it. You're the one with the numbers, so you got to make the calls, but we, we will support you. Um, so before we let you go, I want to ask you something, because this is interesting, because like you said, the, a documentary takes a long time, right? Like, mm. the, I, what was it, like 2018, 2019, probably when you started filming this? Hard to remember. Hard to and, remember. And so, it was in the before times. Yes. Yeah, right, exactly. So <laughs> yeah. considering all that's happening with Billy now, I mean, she just recently kind of changed her, her appearance, you know, dyed her hair, posted these pictures or uh, posed for a magazine. It was huge. Now she's got like the most likes of anybody in the history of Instagram, like all this, like her fame mm -hmm. went even to another level. Yeah. So do you think that, that like, basically, do you have your cameras on her now? Because if not, I really <laughs> think you should, because this <laughs> has got to be fuel for a sequel. Uh, I, I, no comment. Is okay. the most provocative thing I can say that um, <laughs> is not has no it, the suggestion of which has no relationship to the truth. Um, but I say no comment. And um, uh, but you you do touch upon something because because uh, Billy moves at the speed of the culture, and in fact, to some degree, she defines she is one of the forces that is defining the speed of the culture. So uh, right a month six weeks ago, before she became blonde. Uh, in order to be in the top five of Instagram popularity measured by number of likes over brevity of time that it takes to achieve them, which is a good measurement, uh, it you know, you had to either be the first Instagram posting ever or something like, you know, something pretty monumental. It had, uh, people had only risen to that level, uh, you know, very few people had gotten there. And once they had gotten there, those those Instagram postings that sat there for a long time. Along comes Billie Eilish's blonde hair and now she's got seven of the top 10. And that was three weeks. So all of a sudden the culture is like, boom, boom, boom. She's moving that quickly. And as a result, the, 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 in a way, the cultural distance between Billie Eilish 2021, late 2021, uh, and Billie Eilish, when we made this film, has is, is, is accelerated, which is only underscored one of the other amazing things about Verite, which is that these films evolve over time because they serve as a reflection to the moment you're in now. Now, that reflection can be the reflection from when it first comes out. Uh, the War Room, filming the campaign to when the War Room came out. Bill Clinton was in the middle of his 
in, you know, he was a year into his presidency and it was an incredible reflection back um, or how you see Bill Clinton now. And, and when you watch The War Room and it's like a film about the Stone Age, but it's a <laughs> fascinating film about a remarkable moment in American politics that feels like another time. And, and the film has served as kind of both a time capsule and a, um, and a measurement, a reflective measurement back. This is now already possible with the Billy film. It is, it is starting, we see how over time it's going to reflect back it's going to change, it's going to evolve, and it's going to reflect back as Billy grows, something we always knew because we always knew she was going to grow. We always knew she was going to get older. We always knew her, who she was and her work was going to evolve over time. I compare this film in its ambition, it's, it's up to others to talk about its success or failure, but in its ambition to don't look back and that we watch Don't Look Back Now and we see young Bob Dylan and we learn so much about all the time between when Pennebaker made Don't Look Back and now. And we learn so much about Bob Dylan over that time. And, and so I hope for this film, as I hope for all my films, that the, the, in time they, they help us understand who Billy grows into um, uh, uh, and, and, and serve as a reflection point for that. So that's what I think about when you ask about, you know, how it's, how it's moved. It's really fascinating. And, um, and again, another reason why we, why we love Verite so much. Yeah. Yeah. And, and anybody listening now, he's giving you a laundry list of films to watch. So I hope people are taking notes because uh, mm -hmm. very good ones. Um, yeah. So I, I, we got to wrap up, but I want to thank RJ Cutler again for joining us on the Playlist Podcast to talk about the Billie Eilish documentary, World's a Little Blurry. Uh, if you have Apple TV+, Plus, you definitely should check it out now. It's available. But uh, yeah, thanks for joining us and talking film and verite. Thank you so much, guys. It's a real pleasure. All right. Have a good one. Thank you. Okay. See you again. Uh -huh.